Hello and welcome to Annersbrook Church. We hope this message from our senior leader, Brent Lieberzeit, both empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annersbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, let me pray. Eh? Father, we just thank You for Your Holy Spirit that You left with us to empower us and to anoint us. And I thank You for every person in every house right now, every house party. We pray, Lord God, that we would be experiencing something of that anointing and something of Your power today that enables, that frees, that forgives. And we pray, Lord God, today that as as we open ourselves up to Your Word, that Your Word would be alive and active and it would bring change and transformation. In Jesus' Name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. It's a privilege to be sharing with you in the next few minutes. Uh, Just while you're in your house party, I know it's a little bit different today, but I reckon it's pretty cool as well. Uh, 2020, we know, was a bit of a strange year. Uh, And 2021 is beginning to be a bit of a strange one as well with last week, uh, Auckland being in level three and Nelson being in level two. Uh, Three earthquakes on Friday. What was up with that? 8.1 on the Richter scale and a tsunami about a foot high. Crazy times indeed. However, we are not shaken, nor are we afraid or nor are we prepared to just sit back uh, and cower in fear to all that possibly surrounds us in our present day. The reason why I say that is because we have a mandate from God given to us 2,000 years ago to continue to bring the transforming work and life of Jesus to our communities. We will not stop short of the call of God to present the Gospel. That is the good news that we have as Jesus' followers. Annersbrook Church, of course, means River of Grace. So Annersbrook, our River of Grace, will continue her journey of firstly strengthening, building and enlarging our current locations in Saxton with Jared and Alicia, in Nelson City with Shannon and Danielle, and our Hut City in Wellington with Alex and Hannah. Also to mention Alex and Carissa preparing to go to Christchurch to begin a work there in the next year or so. By the way, I've got to also mention our most recent huge undertaking that will help to fund our future work is the design and build of our very own warehouse out front of Saxton location. And once built, we'll be leased to New Zealand Post for the next, well, potentially 25 years, if not more, which is very exciting. It's exciting what God is doing. It's exciting what God has for us in the future. He is preparing Annersbrook for something big, and something large. God is on the move and He's wanting to continue to move. And it's my privilege to introduce our theme for this year. It's a privilege to be announcing what that might mean. You know, it was revealed, this theme that we've chosen for this year was revealed with the prophets of old. It, was, it has been sought after by every generation right from the beginning of time and is needed today like never before. And our theme for this year, I'm happy to announce, is revival. 
Revival. Revival, which is an often misused and loaded word, but it simply means this, restoration to life, a restoration to be used again, and an awakening. And how much we need to see a restoration of life today and how much we need to see people have an awakening in their own life in regards to understanding and knowing who Jesus is. Our key scripture that we're going to present to you is found in John chapter 7 and verse 38. It will be the hallmark of all of what we're wanting to say over the next 12 months. And it says this, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice. I love that idea that Jesus um, not just said something, but He said something with a loud voice. It was emphasised. In other words, this is important. He said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And by this He meant the Spirit of God. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And by the way, the end of the earth, the furthest place away from Jerusalem is New Zealand. So that includes you and I, to the ends of the earth. Hey, look, there's some awesome Scriptures as well uh, in regards to Revival. Let me just read a few to you. Psalm chapter 85, verse 6. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Or Psalm 80, verse 19. Revive us, O Lord God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. Isaiah 57, verse 15. It says, For thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, and I dwell with him or her who is of a contrite and lowly spirit to revive the spirit and to revive the heart. I love this scripture here, Ephesians 5, verse 14. Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead. That's about a revival, that's for sure. And Christ will shine on you. Psalm chapter 22, verse 27, a great promise for all of us. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. What a powerful, powerful promises of God. Revival really means that we just need to hear the voice of God in our day. In the 1940s in England, a professor took a team of students to see where John Wesley, one of the great reformers of the church, uh, where he lived. John Wesley had prayed that revival would break out and in the early 1900s it did. And it's known that revival took place because of the prayers of men like John Wesley. And John Wesley was one of the carriers of that particular revival. Well, the students were taken to John Wesley's house and as they got to the one of the bedrooms, they noticed there were two worn patches right beside the bed. And it was common knowledge that those two patches were where John Wesley had prayed on his knees for hours on end, praying for revival. Well, the students left and jumped back on the bus, but the professor realised there was one missing. So he went back into the house to find the missing student. And there he was kneeling in the same spot as John Wesley had and was praying. And the professor could hear him saying, do it again, Lord. Would you do it again? 
And he continued on and he said, would you do it again with me? Well, the pro- professor butted in and said, hey, hey, it's time to go. And in getting up from his knees, Billy Graham went and joined the rest of the students on the bus. And many of you would probably have heard of Billy Graham and the incredible revival, carrier of revival, uh, you know, in previous generation. Well, I wonder what would happen if a group of people from Annersbrook would be brave enough to say, God, would you do it again? And God, would you do it again through me? You see, you are unique and you are set apart and filled with the Holy Spirit. So Lord, do it again and let it start with me. I'm praying for a revival, absolutely. Yeah, a time, yes, where there is not one person who does not know that there is a God somewhere that He sent His Son Jesus to free us from our sins, that He truly is the way, the truth and the life. Lord, do it again. And if need be, start here with Annersbrook. Revival, it's the pouring out of the Spirit of God. You know, uh, it is absolutely the desire of God to reveal Himself to us. It's His incredible desire. Uh, Let me prove it to you. Isaiah chapter 65, God spoke through Isaiah, prophesied through Isaiah saying, I revealed myself to those who didn't even ask to know me, to those who did not seek me, but they found me. I said to a nation that did not call on my name, here I am. Here I am, I will help you. Day after day, I have graciously outstretched my hands to a people who turned their backs to me. I wanted to bring revival, God's God's saying. I wanted to bring revival even to a people who weren't asking for it. And right from the Old to the New Testament, God wanted to be found by people. He wanted to reveal Himself. And He went to great lengths to reveal Himself to you and I. You know, wherever Jesus went, crowds of people went and wanted to get around Him. They, 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 they wanted to get as close as they possibly could. There was a woman who had been sick she, uh, for 12 years. She wanted to get close to Jesus because she knew if she could just touch the hem of His garment, she knew that if she could just touch Him, that she would be healed. And many, many people came to Him because He could heal all their diseases and He he could forgive them of all their sins. God revealing Himself through Jesus walking amongst the people. Now here's the crux of the message that I wanna bring. And it's found in John chapter 11, verse 54. And it says this, and it's a bit of a sad passage of Scripture actually, but it's important for us as we think about the revival that God wants to do in our life. And it says this, John eleven fifty four. Therefore, Jesus no longer continued to walk publicly among the Jews, but He went away. Let me read it to you again. Therefore, Jesus no longer continued to walk publicly among the Jews, but He went away. In other words, Jesus, well, He, he, he no longer went public. Although He was present, although He was around, He did not walk out in public, no longer teaching or performing miracles in public. In other words, He just went quiet. He no longer walked publicly amongst the people. I wonder if we're actually living in a time where He is no longer walking publicly 
amongst us. He's present, but no longer public because we, the people, have gotten so quiet. We are Christians, but no longer public with our Christianity. The Jesus, the people are supposed to see in me and you, they are looking, but they just can't find Him. Have we internalised our faith to it just being our own faith? You know, He's present, but let's not make Him public. Now the next verse goes on. This is important. It says that they went out of the country and went to Jerusalem. All the Jews, it was Passover time. It says that they were seeking for Jesus and they were saying to one another as, to one another as they stood in the temple, what do you think? Will Jesus come to be with us? They went to find Jesus and He wasn't where He was meant to be. He wasn't in the temple. He wasn't in the church. He never showed up. They were in the place where Jesus should have been and they are looking for Him, but they could not find Him. People coming through their doors. And although, although they probably had great programs, great plans, great teaching, maybe even lights and cameras and comfortable chairs, but they can't find the one who can actually change their lives. And people are coming into our services and they are looking for Jesus. But they know, they know there is a void in their life that needs to be filled. And they're not looking for the program. They are looking for the presence of God. God is who people are seeking. But you know, it's sad because in many churches today, there is no public presence for Jesus is not there. But we need Jesus because it is He who changes lives, right? It's He who sets people free. It's He who breaks the chains, who brings victory, who opens up blinded eyes. He opens up the deaf ears. He changes lives. So why did Jesus lose the desire to go public? What prevented Jesus from going there, from going public? He'd just raised Lazarus from the dead. He'd performed many, many miracles. And now here's Jesus going away from the public scene. Why did He do that? Well, Jesus became a point of contention and protest and accusation. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees, all they wanted to do was they just wanted to continue to scrutinise the work of Jesus. And in their pride and in their arrogance, they said, we cannot let Him continue. He will destroy our plans. I said, he will destroy our plans. And so they plotted to kill Him. In other words, they decided that He needed to be silenced, that He needed to be diminished and extinguished. They wanna do whatever they can to kill the work of God. So as a result, Jesus no longer went out publicly among them. I wonder if there is anything in your life and in my life where, where we are silencing diminishing and extinguishing the move of God in our own personal experience. I'm talking about those moments, you know, where you have heard the voice of God, the conviction of the Holy Spirit saying, you know, why don't you apologise to that person? Or, or, or why don't you give to that person? Or hey, I think you should go here. Don't go there. Or I think you should participate in this. 
don't participate in that, but we keep silencing it and we keep walking away from it, ignoring it and going in the other direction from it, doing everything that we can to minimise what we know is the work of God around us. And when we decide as individuals to kill His work, to smother His work in our life, then His response is to no longer walk publicly among us. He's present, He's just no longer public. You know, the Bible says He will never leave you nor forsake you. But if you want His manifest presence, if you want revival, then you will need to be careful that we are not silencing or diminishing the moves of God in our own life. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, He meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in Him were later to receive. Jesus left us His Holy Spirit, which means you have every right to experience the full presence of God through the Holy Spirit. In other words, all of the fullness, the power, the glory and grandeur of God is in the person of the Holy Spirit. And when you put your faith in Jesus, you get the Holy Spirit and you get all of that fullness, all of that power, all of that glory and that grandeur is now in you which then gives you power and ability to show people who Jesus is by your words, by your decisions and by your actions. So don't settle. Let's not settle this year for a private faith. Let's go public and let the power of the Holy Spirit come upon you. 2021, I'm expecting a move of God, a divine revelation for every single human being that walks among us, that they would see Jesus and revival become apparent again in every individual life because you and I have allowed ourselves to be open to the whispers of the Holy Spirit who says, Walk this way, live this way. Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Have you ever heard the conviction of the Holy Spirit? Have you obeyed? Will you obey? If you need and want a revival today, listen because God wants to speak. He wants to reveal Himself to you. He desires to do that. And when you obey, you watch what God will do. The Pharisees wanted to silence Him because He was ruining their plans. God's plan for you is hope and a future. Tap into His plans for your life. Brings favour and blessing and best of all, a revival. Watch what God will do and can do through you in 2021. Let me pray. Father, I just thank You for every person who's just been listening just for those last few minutes. Father, I pray right now that there would be a, 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 an understanding, even a memory 
a remembering of the times when we've heard you speak to us and we've obeyed, of remembering of the times when when we've heard you speak to us, God, and we've been so convicted uh, of times, look, God, when we know we've had those personal revival moments in our life. But Lord, we know we need one now. We know we need one today. We know we need one for 2021, not just one, but let it be a continuance a continuance of hearing Your voice and obeying and walking in the ways that You would want us to walk. Thank You, Lord, that You so desire to meet with us. That, that Thank You, Lord, that You sent Your Son, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus, that You sent us the Holy Spirit who continues to speak to us, who continues to reveal to us the Word of God for us today. And I thank You, Lord. And I pray that every single person who's watching online today would know what it is to really, truly experience such a revival in their life. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Well, it's a powerful, a powerful theme for 2021. Yes, um, but it's also a way of life. If we would let God be God and if we would let the river of grace, that river that flows within you, the river of grace, allow that to flow. God bless you, everybody. Thanks for listening. And I'm handing right now over to Alex. We trust you enjoyed this message. And if you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch. You can either visit our website or email us at info at annasbrook.co.nz. 